Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. I definitely give Netflix a lot of shit. Whether it's their constant failure to properly market their best offerings or their quantity over quality approach to original content, there are certainly elements of the service that could use some considerable work. That being said, few services are as influential in bringing relatively unknown foreign films and series to the masses. Especially in 2020, with the majority of theaters shuttered and AAA titles being delayed until 2021 or indefinitely, this influx of foreign films has been immensely helpful in passing the time. And while not every film that falls into that category is remarkable, films such as Don't Listen are entertaining enough to justify giving them a shot. Currently streaming on Netflix, director Angel Gomez Hernandez's Spanish haunted house horror film Don't Listen is a familiar haunting framework executed on in a more pristine manner than you might expect for a directorial debut. Written by Santiago Diaz, Don't Listen follows Daniel, Sarah, and their small son Eric who move into a secluded, fixer-upper country home. Daniel and Sarah grow increasingly concerned about Eric's loner nature and his increasingly strange behavior, which worsens as soon as they arrive at the house. Though the family is truly unprepared for the horrors that await them. Soon after arriving, Eric dies in a freak accident, not long after he began hearing ominous voices through his walkie-talkie. Shortly after Eric's death, Daniel hears a strange plea for help in his home, and decides to seek out the help of famed paranormal investigator, German, to assist him in uncovering the reasoning for the events transpiring. Don't Listen isn't winning any awards in terms of originality and the type of haunted house tale it's setting out to tell. During the course of the investigation, the couple and paranormal researchers all encounter unexplainable spooky sights and sounds. And while a majority of these moments heavily rely on jump scares, there's a layer of polish that makes the overall film more unnerving despite its haunted house tropes. This is to Hernandez and cinematographer Pablo Rosso's credit, as pristinely executed direction and framing of traditional scares makes them pop a bit more. Such as an extended game of cat and mouse, when Sarah looks under a bed and sees a pair of decaying feet, though when she stands, there's no one there. Several fake-outs later, and we get a big scare that's ultimately a fairly nondescript spirit emerging, but the sense of fear is heightened in the execution of this particular scene. While the presentation does deserve credit for heightening these rather familiar scares, the performances of Rodolfo Sanchez as Daniel, Lucas Blas as Eric, and Ramon Barrera as German cannot go unmentioned. Whether it's Daniel's palpable grief at the loss of his son, Eric wide-eyed and madly scribbling pictures as a demonic voice whispers to him through the walkie-talkie, or German being transfixed by a spirit of his deceased wife only to awaken and see that he slashed his own wrist. The film would have fallen far flatter had it not been for these performances. And this becomes more and more apparent the longer the film goes on. Early on, the film highlights the paranormal researchers employing their tools of the trade to observe ghostly heat signatures and sound patterns they detect within the home. This is used effectively for scares, especially when they see a heat signature sitting on Eric's bed, despite there being the only people in the house. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leaving a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, which drives the show's success. And now, without further ado, let's get back to today's horrifying episode. It's once the film moves away from this somewhat unique angle, opting to delve into far too familiar territory, that the film begins to feel a tad tired. 
The second half of the film is essentially a rendition of the house is built on an Indian burial ground trope that plays out exactly as you'd expect. This segment is the most jump scare heavy, lacking the nuance of several scares constructed early on. This entire back half is mostly nondescript witches jumping from the shadows or screaming in a character's face before disappearing. Which is a shame, because the indication is that the film is running out of steam, which is true. But then again, this is essential in prepping for the film's gut-punch ending. While the film becomes increasingly vanilla the closer it gets to its finale, I have to give a tip of the hat to Hernandez and Diaz's fully leaning into Don't Listen's mean-spirited nature. Honestly, it's pretty ballsy for a directorial debut, but helps to further make for some memorable moments. Moments such as Eric's therapist's car crash, in which the house's evil spirit possesses her and causes her car to crash into a tree. And while I was expecting a quick cutaway from impact and returning lingering shot on her body, what we got is probably one of the most gruesome kills I can recall in recent memory. A full bloody practical riddled shot of a tree branch impaling not only her windshield, but her head in all its gory detail, running the length of the entire vehicle. It's obviously an incredibly disturbing shot, and one that given the vanilla framework of the film, you're completely unprepared for. There's also a scene involving dozens of cats, and a tree, and some rope, and you can kind of see where that's going. This mean-spirited nature also ties into the film's final moments, which I won't spoil, but I can assure you, it's just as nasty and entirely unconcerned with our protagonists seemingly being triumphant in their plight. Overall, Don't Listen isn't going to redefine haunted house horror films, but it certainly packs a few surprising punches. Had it not been for these handful of moments, solid performances, and its above average presentation, this would be a much harder recommendation. I'd confidently place it in the middle of Netflix's haunted house horror spectrum, it being far more memorable than the lackluster 2018's Malevolent, but nowhere near as groundbreaking as 2020's His House. It's an entertaining distraction that is best enjoyed snuggled up on the sofa on a spooky stormy night. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. See you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.